Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome D-Tex Smith and Steve Mix. You are now entering the Megacast. I mean, Migs, do we even have to intro this one this week? Listen, brother. You're a wrestling superstar now. I'm, on, I'm it, man. I'm all elite. <laughs> oh, this episode is all elite <laughs> for one or two days. Oh, really one. One day only in Portland, Oregon at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Steve Miggs was all elite. <laughs> and now I'm back to being all irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't even know that Coliseum. Where is it? Is it in Portland? It's uh, it's practically across the street from the Moda Center. Oh, no kidding. So, okay, because I know the Moda Center. Yeah, that's what I originally thought they were going to do because they did Climate Pledge Arena. AEW Dynamite did their show in, in Seattle on Wednesday. And then, oh, they're doing Portland, too. They're doing Rampage, which is kind of like their secondary show. All right. I'm like, man, Moda Center is kind of a big spot to be able to fill. Yeah. Because that could, like, with seats on the ground, I don't know. What is that, like eighteen to 20,000? Um. Veterans Memorial Coliseum is the old arena that's smaller. It's kind of like a, it's I think where the Winterhawks play some of their games. Okay, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like a showware in size. All right, all Maybe, right, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't think it's much bigger. It's about that. It, it's funny because I was joking when we got there. I'm like, man, talk about the yin and yang of arenas. You go from Climate Pledge, one of the most beautiful arenas, with yes. incredible locker rooms upon locker rooms. I mean, we the extra talent, the local wrestlers, had our own locker room. And the men and the women, separate locker rooms. And then AEW's wrestlers had their own locker. I mean, there were more locker rooms than you needed to have. <laughs> you go to Veterans Memorial Coliseum, our locker room is like a curtain in like a common area room. Like they curtain a, a box that can only fit all of our gear, but you're getting dressed like in like random hallways and stuff. It's just a bathrooms <laughs> are way different. You know, everything hits a little bit different, but it's still awesome. Sure. Yeah. I mean, look, just the promotion alone, seeing those pictures, let's say you look oh. like Captain Swole. Yeah. Huge. That's right. Or Jack Seth, as uh, 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 Taz said on the uh, on the live broadcast. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. I don't know. If you haven't watched it, just go to AEW's YouTube page. You can watch my match. Uh, just look for AEW Dark, the one that aired yesterday, which is January 10th. And Correct. 10 minutes and 40 seconds in. That's when my match starts. So All right. I'll try to remember to put maybe a link in the description on today's episode. That way people will just click on that. But if you just go 10 minutes, 40 seconds in, and don't blink, don't leave the room to go get a cup of coffee, because if you do, you're going to miss the match. What? Pretty fast. <laughs> it is three minutes. We yeah. just watched it. Yeah. What, all right. So what is it like Like when you're standing in there? Like, There's got to be people. Like, I know it's not Seattle, but there's yep. still got to be wrestling fans that recognize you. It were. There were. So um, to put in perspective, so let's go back to Wednesday when I first got there, I walked out and, dude, I thought I was going to poop myself. No, I didn't get to wrestle on, on, in Seattle. I wish I could have. That would have been amazing. But you know what? I'm not in control of that, and I'm sure it's all not going to push the issue. Beggars can't be choosers. Correct. I was just happy to be a part of whatever they wanted to give me. But before the show, you walk out just to see the ring, and you look around, you just see how enormous it is. And then I did the same also in Portland. Granted, not as big of an arena, but still big, still holds yeah. several thousand people. And you look around, and you get nervous. You're like, especially when I found out I was going to have a match, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to perform in this? Get in there during the match, and everyone, I was asking all my buddies who had matched, like, what was it like in the ring? Like, what what does it feel like? They're like, honestly, once you get in there, it on it feels less into like you you don't notice because there's bigger there's a bigger gap between the fans and the ring. So you don't oh, really, what you're used to, and then when you're so focused on the match, you really don't pay attention to the crowd unless you actually look at the crowd. All right, so I was like, cool, but yeah, I go out there, 
obviously Seattle, dude, it would have been, and I'm not saying this, like, I know this comes off like an ego thing, but if I came out there, that place would have gone unglued. And it's not about ego. It's just, that's my people. It's all Seattle wrestling fans, a huge Defy fan base. They all say, know it me. It seemed like right, half that arena was Defy. They were chanting it. They were wearing Defy. It was amazing. You also work on a very popular morning show in town. Uh, right. I work on a morning show where <laughs> even if you're not into independent wrestling, but you love AEW and WWE, and you go to the AEW show, and you listen to The Rock, you're like, Steve loves wrestling, too. He's my dude. You know what yeah. I mean? So I got like... I'm covering a lot of bases. And then I experienced it when I found I didn't have a match. Of course, you want to like, you don't want to sulk. I mean, it's like, whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm not guaranteed anything, even though Tony Khan told me. Just joking. Um, but so I look at the board because they, they put up a board of all the matches. They're like, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm like, no, 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 no. And everyone in my crew are all thinking, Steve, you definitely, you're a shoo I'm like, no, there's no guarantee. This is like Rudy looking at the board. It is, dude. And so I see my name's on there. I'm like, all right, well, I know that there's a lady by the name of Amanda, Amanda Huber. Uh, her husband was uh, Brody Lee, uh, who passed away. All right. And he and she works behind the scenes. And, dude, if there was a MVP rock star of all elite wrestling, it's Amanda. All she right. She's the sweetest, most no-nonsense. Like, take no S. But once you crack that shell a little bit, she's the sweetest and coolest person. And, like, sure. she's like, this is how it goes. As long as you're respectful, you're her best friend. And I witnessed it firsthand. Like, she would, she'd lay down the law to all of us. And then once you'd be like, because she said, if you're not wrestling, if you're not in this part or whatever, find me, please, because I can use you. And I'm like, so as soon as I saw the board, my name wasn't on it. She was right next to me. I go, Amanda, Amanda I'm, not, I'm not being used. What do you need from me? I'm here for you. And she's like, Thank All right, you. there you go. And she's like, can you be security? I'm like, absolutely. She's like, I need security for a meet and greet. And this is at the Climate Pledge Arena for Vicky Guerrero and Leva Bates are doing uh, a heels thing. It's a women's community thing that they do for AW. It's called AW Heels. All right. Nice little play on the term. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I'm your heel. They hate me. Uh, so I had to just go and hang out for the meet and greet and the sign up thing that they were doing and just make sure it's really just to be a presence. Like she said, so you're perfect. You're a bigger guy. Th- that way the fans don't get weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just women otherwise. And I'm right. like, totally, I'm there for you. I got this. Well, I didn't factor in. Because I didn't, you know, my mind's going a million. I'm like, I'm here to help. I didn't factor in once we go out into the arena where all the fans are. I'm still Steve Miggs. Yeah. I'm not just, I'm not playing a security card. Like, I am the guy that they listen to on the radio. They hear. I mean, you are, but you're also Steve Miggs. <laughs> oh, man, dude. It was so funny, awkward. I, I was trying not to like, so with me and Leva first walk, and everybody's, Miggs! I, dude, it was like I, as if I planned this. Like I paid a bunch of people. Everyone's coming up. But to me you screen. can't stop and take pictures because technically you're working security, right? And people are coming up, not asking for their pictures. They're asking for my picture, and they're like, "Finally, Leva looks at me, and goes, okay, who the f are you?'" <laughs> like she was taking it. Like she was laughing. She's like, "I think I should be security for you." I'm like, "I'm sorry." Well, I saw, I saw just on Twitter people snapping pictures of yes. you standing there being a security With guard. my staff shirt on, <laughs> right? <laughs> So I'm like, leave. I'm so sorry. She's like, oh no, no, no. It's totally funny. Not a big deal. I was like, I. She's like, well, what do you? And I tell her what I do. And then, then Vicky Guerrero comes over and she's like, Vicky, this guy's more over than us. We should. We got the wrong guy. And I'm like, oh, I'm looking. I'm like, what? She's like, I'm kidding, but not kidding. Yeah. And Vicky Guerrero witnesses that. And now she's like, what the hell do you do? Like, how is this? What? And I'm like, I tell her, and she's a sweetheart. And like, we're having laughs and having a good time. And also, couple guys didn't get. Didn't push it, but they were starting to get to be a little bit of a close talker. You know what All I right. mean? And you can All tell right. they were like pushing the amount of time they were spent around them. 
So I would just conveniently stand, like I'd put my foot in between them and just kind of yeah. stand there. Nothing smiling the whole time. Like I wasn't being like, uh, I'm security man. But and then they well, also it's off. not like you work security. You're not positive what to do here. No idea what I'm doing, Ted. Right. That's what no I'm saying. Idea. Like that's kind of a tough spot. Yeah, I was just like, I, I'm just I'm I'm creating a presence that dude, don't be so weird. They're in an open space. You don't need to invade their space. And they would always step back and it worked. And even afterwards, they're like, you did a great job. That, and even like Vicky brought up, she's like, I appreciate that one guy who's like, it was an older guy. It wasn't like, he seemed harmless. She's like, he seemed harmless, but it was getting kind of a little much. And yeah. she's like, I really appreciate you getting in the middle of all that. I'm like, great. That was my basic. And then I was a seat filler when that was done. They're like, whatever, like if there's certain things on the hard cam, like with the crowd of people, if, if there's a bunch of seats that are empty, and that, and they notice that no one's sitting there. Like, send up a bunch of the extras that aren't wrestling to go up there. So I ended up sitting by myself for like two hours. <laughs> See, that's the part that sounds like it's really weird. That wasn't ideal, but you do what you got to do. I, I agree to this. Yep, yep, they yep. paid me. They they had great catering, vegan options. They had a vegan poke bowl. No kidding. They had a bunch of vegans on the roster, including Brian Danielson. Vegan poke bowl. Yes. You know what? I don't want to get sidetracked, but like, it's fine. It's instead of fish, beets. All right. And it was amazing. I will say, I always hated on beets, but in Germany, you get pickled beets with everything. And I was like, pickled beets, we're cool. I'm not cool with beets either. Yeah. But man, when put in with all that, it was amazing. It was was so good. So rest of the day, then I'm done. And I just sit back, watch it. I'm like, all right, that was fun. Find out through my friend, uh, Aubrey, who's one of the referees, Aubrey Edwards. and then I follow her on Twitter. She's the best. She's a sweetheart. And she did nothing but pump me up in front of everyone. She's like, did my good friend Steve take care of him? Especially in Portland when they found out I was having a match. All right. So now I get to Portland, and I'm, un- unknown, unbeknownst to me, I'm now the talk of the AEW management and behind-the-scenes team. By the way, great work on that, uh, on that call we had Friday morning. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> A little behind the scenes. I won't go into it. Me and Migs and like some sales people ought to be in a Zoom call. And I know he's driving. It's, I told him. I was like, I, I can't do this. Yours, I'm driving. Yours is just on mute. And Steve just has a picture of him like smiling. Yep. I told him, like, we need you on this call. I'm like, I'll do it, but I'm going to be in a car. I can't. I have to leave. I have to be at call time at one o'clock. And I don't know how traffic's going to be. And I'm leaving at 10 a.m. to get to Portland. I can't F this up. So I get there to Portland, and Amanda, the lady I was talking about, pulls me aside. She goes, you didn't tell me you were on the radio. And I was like, what am I supposed to tell you that? And, yeah. she's like, and she starts laughing. She's like, no, no, no. She's like, we had a giant group chat about you. I'm like, what oh, are you talking nice. about? And she's like, yeah. We were all talking about how oh, the security guy was more over than all of us. And then Aubrey's in this group chat. She's like, well, who is the security guy? And like, oh, this, this guy by the name of Migs. She's like, you made Migs be security in Seattle? Are you stupid? And she's like, why? And like, he's a he's like a kind of a known guy. He's a guy. And oh my god, dude, everyone was just cracking up. And and but I think that helped me get a match in, in Portland, Oregon, because they were all like, hey, thank you for being cool with everything. Like, we wouldn't have asked you to do that if we would have known all that. I'm like, well, I didn't. I would never. I would never pull that kind of card. Like, right, and is, you easily could have. Right, but I was like, like, you could have just been like, nah, I don't have a match. Right. And so I'm going into Oregon not thinking I'm having a match. I'm at this moment having this literal conversation with the Amanda lady laughing. And everyone's texting me, like, get in here, get in here. And then finally one of my buddies is like, dude, you got to come in here. And I'm like, and she's like, I got stuff to do anyway. The board, they finally put up the names. And everyone that's in my crew, because, you know, we're all excited to see our friends get ones and sad when our friends don't. Sure. You know how it is. And so everyone's big, cheesing smile. Like, bro. Oh, nice. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have a match. And I look, and I'm like, look, and look, and look. And I'm like, 
oh, it's just my name. I'm not even in a tag match. I have a singles match. And then it says Jake Hager. And I'm like, Jake Hager, former WWE champ, Jack Swagger. Uh, oh, that's how I know him. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Bellator. Because I'm looking at that guy. I'm like, that guy looks familiar. Yeah. He's a guy. And yeah. I'm like, wow. And then I see my buddy, Dr. Luther, who's a coach and he's a wrestler with uh, AEW. He goes, oh, you're, you're, you're going to have a blast. But Jake's very strong. He's going to throw you around. I'm like, okay, great. But I'm, I'm yeah. I'm like, that's fine. So long story short, I know I'm taking up all this time. No, sorry, don't worry. But, uh, I mean, you, hey, Steve, you go ahead. <laughs> Plus, we'll talk to uh, Tony Khan. When we're done with the podcast, it'll be a shorter podcast, but we'll have Tony Khan on. I did the interview yesterday afternoon with him to promote tonight's Dynamite. And, of course, we talk about Seattle, Portland. Sorry, I bit my tongue during the match, too. I'm falling apart, Ted. Right. Well, that if people watch the match like I just did, I mean, when he hits you in the throat, I mean, that's why my throat's all messed up. I'm like, that is a big man. Like, I know he's a professional wrestler, but like, that's why I look here. I just looked at Steve. I go, how bad did that hurt? And would you say you were like, not that bad. Didn't feel it at all. I mean, I felt the impact, but my adrenaline was a great drug. It wasn't until later when I tried to eat and my jaw hurt. And then then as the night went on, my vocal, my voice left me. And he he must have crushed some vocal or bruised some crushed vocal cords. Yeah, it was like on Saturday I couldn't talk at all. It was I mean it was it hit me. He came at me like a freight train. Yeah, which I mean it made sense. It had to you know. Well, you put his hat on. I did. I was an I was an a hole. I was it was my fault. I mean purple hats. That's my thing. (laughs) So (laughs) finally after this match, bro, I'm like freaking out. And you know you find out like it's just a three minute match. You're there for enhancement. Do whatever he wants. You know, maybe you'll get some offense, maybe you won't. It just depends on the match. You know what I mean? They tell you who your coach is and all this stuff, and you're like, I don't care. I just want that moment of being in a ring. Like, yeah. You know, because the cool thing was when we first got there on Wednesday, <laughs> they said, get dressed up. As soon as you get in the locker rooms, dress up, go see Speedy. He's our photographer, and get pictures with him. Whether you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, because at that point, none of us know if we have matches or not. So you're in it in good spirits. You're going to get pictures. Because if I didn't know if I was having a match, I might not get the pictures. You know, I'd be like, ah, I feel like a poser. Right. But I feel like that's a cool thing to let all you guys get those pictures. So at least you have that. hundred percent. Dude, they treated us all like gold. Like I, and you'll hear it in the interview with Tony. I mean, that's I'm, not surprising. Yeah. From what I've read, from what I know about the wrestling world, like people in AEW seem a lot more uh, happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's obvious. It's a happy place back there. I've noticed all oh, these rumors and I don't know what, you know, we don't witness that. I don't know. I witness a bunch of good people that have treated all of us extras like as if we belonged. Which, you know, in the rock and roll world, when we're backstage, that's not the case. No. Not even a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, you're very specific to the bands that treat you that nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you'll hear it in the interview with Tony Khan. I, I legit mean everything that I say in the interview about how well they treated us. So, just know that I wasn't just trying to kiss his ass to get booked again, although I hope I do. Uh, but, you know, it was just a legit feeling that I wanted to share with him. But, find out I have the match. You know, and I'm like, oh, man, this is amazing. So now your job is to track down who you're wrestling because they don't know who you are. So Jake, yeah. Jake Hager is not going to walk around being like, where's Steve Mix? Right. So I go up to him. I'm like, hey, Jake, he's playing chess. Huh. And I'm like, I don't want to interrupt him. But I'd also Who's he playing? Oh, man, I can't remember. It was, All right. it was someone from the, the, the crew. All right. I'm like, hey, Jake, it's, I'm Steve Miggs. Uh, I'm the guy that's working with you tonight. Just want to introduce myself. Whenever you have time, just look for the dorky bald guy, and I'm here for you. And he's just la- he laughs. He goes, "Sorry, bro, but I'm not I'm not working tonight." And I'm like, <gasps> "What?" He goes, "I don't I'm not cleared." And I'm like, "You have got to be kidding me!" I get him what? And he's not medically cleared, you know, because I'm sure not everybody knows everything behind the scenes. So sometimes communication might, you know, it's it yeah. bound to happen. And I think he was on 
the cusp of getting cleared. So he didn't think he was cleared yet. He's like, you know what? He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, because I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to bug you. He goes, it's not your fault. I'm sorry that this is going on. He's like, let me check. Let me make sure that I'm not cleared or if I can do limited stuff or what the deal is. And I'll track you down. I'm like, sounds great. All right. Told the main point of contact person. I'm like, hey, I met up with Jake. I'm not sure. He's like, okay, I'll check with him as well. So now Jake's looking for me. And I'm in in my, I finally, he he finally goes, Migs. I'm like, yeah. Well, it turns out he found one of my buddies who's also bald and goes up to him. He goes, I'm cleared, bro. Let's go. And, he, and, and my buddy's like, to do what? And he's like, you're Migs, right? He goes, oh, no, no, that's the other ball guy. And they started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> so if it turns out like he had a shoulder injury. He's like, I just don't want to do anything too crazy. I don't want to re-injure it. I'm like, he's like, are you cool with just doing a simple match? Have some fun like with the hat and, yeah. and call it. I'm like, dude, I'm your guy. I'm all about simple and all about character stuff. And he just had a big smile. Because, you know, I bet these guys sometimes deal with local talent that want to really show off what they can do. Yeah. And so you got to kind of pull them back and be like, hey, dude, as much as I know this is your one and only opportunity, it's about me, not you. Because I tell you, he's like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I want to make you look like a million bucks. And he just said, dude, I appreciate that. But seriously, what would you like? What would you do with the whole hat thing? And now I'm like, is he asking for my actual opinion? And like, and I tell him, I was like, has anyone ever put your hat on? And he's like, no. I'm like, would you be okay with me putting it on and then you murdering me? And he just starts <laughs> laughing. And he's like, and I'm like, and that's the match. Yeah. And, and then we figured out everything else. But I was like, he's like, let me marinate on it. But I really like that idea. I'm like, what the hell is happening to me right now? Like, even my buddy who I trained with is like, did you just pitch an idea and and feel, I'm like, he asked me, you know, because you, know, you don't know what you're supposed to do or not. But I'm like, he asked me. I told him, like, I just want to make you look great. And he's like, no, no, no. What do you want to do? And I'm like, well, I'm going to say something. And he was great. That's awesome. And then we, the match happens. And, dude, it was a time of my life. The funny part is, you'll see I get a shoulder tackle. When I got shoulder tackled, I bit my tongue. All right. Hard. Bleeding How's that around. ring field? Is it any different than like what you guys usually use? Because it's professional. No, I didn't right. really notice. Okay. It, it felt like a new ring. All right. So like, like, like it reminds me of like the SOS ring, as opposed to like a ring that's been around forever. Okay. So it's, it's got a good bounce. Taking the bumps on it, like you feel it, but it feels good. Everything feels safe. All right. Ropes feel strong. That's why I ripped up my oh, my. When I took that turnbuckle, or t- when he threw me into the corner, I fit flying into it and knocked the hat over. That wasn't planned, um, and that just kind of like. Got the whole thing, oh, whatever. But uh, yeah, dude, it was incredible. But my tongue's bleeding. He nails me with that clothesline, and now I'm like, you know, I'm selling the fact that he nailed me with the clothesline because he nailed me. With the but the ref, I check on my, you know, I'm checking my mouth, and I have blood in my hands. Now the ref, and this is a funny story. He's, he's like, oh crap. He's like, dude, we've got uh, medical people in the back. You're gonna be okay. Is everything all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. Like, you know, obviously, I'm like. I got knocked, but like, not in a bad way. Like, it was a match. I was like, I oh, know, I'm totally fine. He goes, no, no, you're coughing up blood. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I bit my tongue and I'm, and I'm bleeding all inside of my mouth. And he's like, oh, so you're all right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, great job. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're going to be, he probably was scared, S-less. Like, this dude's coughing up blood. We messed up. Yes. Like, he's probably on that, like, we have we have an emergency. We have a med- right. We have a medical emergency. Dude, my man's coughing up blood. Right. Like he got hit so hard, he's coughing up blood. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm totally fine. I'm totally fine. We're we're good. We're good. And it was, 
like I said, Ted, it was one of the greatest experiences. There's so much to it. I, I, I don't even know if I remembered everything. I'm sorry I rambled, but like it was, it was unreal. Like to be able to like bust my ass to get into that shape to do it, to have the high of highs of being invited to the low of lows to not having a match to the high of highs to having a match to the low of lows of thinking, oh, my guy's injured and I can't have a match. And then to have it happen. That's a lot of emotion. It was, dude. It was a draining experience. I was glad I stayed in Portland on Friday night because then we just partied. All of us that were staying in the hotel together, we all had matches. All right. My boy Sonico, he had a match on TV on uh, Rampage. He got his mask ripped off and beat up, and it was amazing. You know, it was like, that was awesome. So we're all flying high. Like, we're just like, this is the best thing ever. Next day, I wrestle in DOA. How great is this? Get in the ring, places packed. As I'm walking around, my, Sonico and I are like going to a thrift shop. We're going to the venue. He's like, we should stop at a thrift shop. I'm like, why? He's like, we should find a purple hat and try and see if we can find a bucket hat for you to wear. I'm like, oh, bro, if we had time, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. So I come out. Place is kind of cheering at first because I think they're like, oh, because a lot of DOA people were at the show. And it's like your hometown guy, whether you love him or hate him, he's in the ring. Yeah. On, in, on AEW. So now they're starting to boo me and I'm walking the crowd being a pompous ass. And I look in the crowd and there's a guy in the front row. What is he wearing? A purple bucket hat <laughs> to mock me. He's like, look at this. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. So I grab it off his head. I had a feeling that he'd be okay with it. Put it on and I get in the ring with the hat on. I'm like, I'm wearing the hat. And the whole place is going nuts. I was like, you couldn't have written this better. It was so awesome. I have to get the video footage of that and I kind of A-B it with uh, what, J- what Jake did to me. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I mean, look, I text you. I'd say it here on the podcast, too. I love you and couldn't be more proud of you. Like, uh, Thank you. When you were texting me, I was like, holy S. Like, he's actually doing it. Yeah, there was like three or four people. I my wife, you, uh, my dude Cash, who has had a lot. Uh, Invictus Cash was a great wrestler. He's had so much to do with me just getting better since I started training at the Buddy Wayne Academy. And just, you know, he took a big liking to like what I do and would see things that I could do better and ideas that he's passed on to me like hey have you ever thought about doing this move or this looks like something that you should do and like he i held a very high regard so he was like one of the first people i like as soon as it finished and it went well and i had to adjust on the fly because even though it was a short match it did not go i'm I'm not going to get into all the weeds of it but it did not go exactly as planned and so and it was up to me to fix it because i didn't screw up he didn't screw up but I, i was the one i was the only one in the position where if anyone has to fix it, it would have to be me. And he, of course, was like looking at me, I think thinking, please don't drop the ball on this. And I, <laughs> I did exactly what I think he hoped I would do in that situation. And even afterwards, he goes, dude, you saved the match. Because like, I could have froze and been like, what the hell do I do? But I've been so trained up by people like Cash and Cody Chun and everyone at the Buddy Wayne Academy. Like they, and Guillermo and all these people, like they made it a point to like make make you so ready for if, if S goes the wrong way, you got to make the adjustment. Wrestling is not... Perfect choreography. It sometimes now sometimes falls off the ra- rails. Sometimes the hat falls off the. Rails. I was gonna say, yeah. How'd you get the hat back up there? I, just, I jumped out of the ring. That's what you did. All right, all right. Jumped out of the ring, slid back in, go. I got your hat. Right, that's right. All right. I, was, I couldn't remember yeah. if you grabbed it or somebody handed it to you. No, no, no. Well, my first thought was, and I'm gonna thank you for letting you don't see this on the on the shot. Hat falls. I look at the cameraman. I'm like, can you get me the hat? And he's just looking at me like, idiot. I'm a cameraman. I don't exist in your world. <laughs> and I was like, as soon as I said that, I go, ah, that was a bad question to ask. I think he started like kind of giggling a little bit. So I slid under, grabbed the hat, and then just kind of improv from there. Yeah. 
Awesome, man. It was awesome. I'm sorry. We didn't get a TED Talk. I know you got to no, go. No, no worries. Look, it, it's not important today. That's yeah. what I was like. I was like, I'm happy to hear Steve actually, for change, like brag a little bit about doing something yeah. so freaking cool. The only thing I would say is for Saturday, just go Hawks. Go freaking Hawks. <laughs> All right. They snuck. They didn't get 12 wins, but you were more right than I was, Steve. Yes. Yeah. You know what? If a couple of those games would have went the right way, they would have been 12 and 5. <laughs> I was so happy on my podcast last night to be like, oh, I was wrong, folks. So wrong. Yeah. And it was just a fun year. I mean, whatever they do, they're playing with house money. That's what I'm saying. Run every weird reverse, have yep. running backs throw the ball, every stunt, every linebacker, yeah. every free safety blitz. Put it all on the field Saturday. Dude, and what a great day that was last Sunday. They awesome. win that game. It's ridiculous, but it's awesome. And then and then it's like, well, the Lions ain't going to beat the Packers. And then that game was awesome. Dude, I was so hyped after they won. I texted somebody. I go, Lions win. Bet it. They put $10 on it and won $10. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm feeling good. I know. Dude, it's, I know San Francisco is a tough team. But you never know. It, it'll be a close game. I think I'm going to bet the Seahawks to uh, cover. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be like the first game they played where they got blew out, blown out. Nah, that was a bad game. And there was that one touchdown they called back in the first half, which is basically all the offense. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's true. Yeah, dude, who knows? You yeah. win this game, off to the races. <laughs> Super Bowl, Ted. <laughs> if they, if they make a Super it. Bowl and get 12 wins, I'm going to be like, Jesus Christ, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> Imagine a team, I know, mean, was it the Giants won a 9-7 and seven season? Right, then they win yeah, the Super Bowl? Yeah, they did, they did. But the Seahawks winning on a 9-8 and eight season oh. with Geno Smith? Oh. Uh, and the, right, and, and Russ being so bad. Like, I mean, look, literally, you'd have to start making Disney films tomorrow. I was about to say, yeah. just write it and book it and cast Geno in the movie. Yeah, like, I mean, Pete, Pete Carroll could just ride off into the sunset. <laughs> We'd erect a statue. Oh. The size of the Space Needle. <laughs> right. And they win it on a two-yard run in the end zone in the oh, fourth quarter. They hand the ball off to Marshawn Lynch. Right, they bring him back. I don't even know if that's legal. Call him up for the Super Bowl. Son, you're getting the ball. For one play. And that's it. All right, we'll take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, it's me chatting it up with the president, the owner of All Elite Wrestling, my new employer. No, not really. And his Jaguars got into the playoffs. And did you see that video of him hugging that one big football player and just getting <laughs> me like, he's being like just chucked around? <laughs> no. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, dude, Tony Khan's the man, and uh, it'll be fun to catch up with him, talk about the Seattle crowd, the Portland crowd, and what's coming up tonight. It's going to be a big show happening on AEW Dynamite tonight. Uh, you can watch that on uh, TBS. Nice. And uh, also, we'll talk a little bit, a little bit about my match. I don't know how much he saw of it, but it seems like he caught most of it. You know, it's only two minutes. Yeah. No, he actually, you can tell he, taught, he saw it. <laughs> Ted, uh, we're back next week. Yes, sir. I think, right? Yeah. Talk. Hopefully my voice is better Hopefully by your voice is Hopefully your arm heals up. Yeah, dude, it was so funny. Uh, one of my buddies texted me, he goes, hey man, are you like totally like selling the throat like as like a working it? My buddy Craig. Like, you know, is that oh. like... Did you just blow it out from talking all night long? And you're just saying it's from... I'm like, no, 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 no. He, like, he came at me like a wrecking ball. Yeah. Like, I know now what like a wrecking ball feels like. And it's Jake Hager. <laughs> right. You and Miley have that in common now. We do. We do. And plus, we both like to sing in the shower naked. It's... <laughs> well, I hope you're naked. You're in the shower. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it seems like an odd extra Dawson. Yeah. I like to sing in the shower naked. Like, if you were just sitting in the shower with a bathing suit on, I'd be like, see what the... What the hell's going on, man? Ted, I don't know. I'm a little insecure. 
by myself. <laughs> All right. All right. We'll be back uh, in just a second with Tony Khan, and then we'll be back next week. Yes, sir. Follow us on Twitter, at the Megacast. You the man. I'm all lead. <laughs> Jake Hager's opponent, who we're about to meet, is going to lose. His opponent, already in the ring, Steve Miggs. Oh, my God. This is weird. Steve looks like my former producer, Seth. He looks just like, he looks like a jacked up Seth. Hey, Tony. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm doing great, man. It's always great to have you on the show. Great. I really appreciate it, man. I, I Thanks for having me on. Uh, this would be a lot of fun. Uh, dude, and congratulations on an incredible uh, debut in the Pacific Northwest with the Seattle and Portland shows. Both were phenomenal. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Tonight, Dynamite. Dude, you sold me with uh, Takeshita versus Daniel Bryan. I'm, I, I mean, there are a lot of great matches, but holy smokes. I appreciate it, man. That's awesome. So what else can we expect? I know we've got uh, Takeshita, Daniel Bryan. We also have uh, Moxley and Adam Page. Uh, it's, it's shaping up to be a great Dynamite. Well, I think it's going to be uh, one of the best cards we've ever had tonight on TBS. It's going to be a great event. We have Brian Danielson versus Takeshita. Of course, match seven in the best of seven with the Elite versus the Death Triangle, Escalera de la Muerte, a trios ladder match, Mm -hmm. uh, winner take all for the World Trios Championship. That's a huge, huge match. We're looking forward to that. I can't wait for uh, John Moxley tonight on TBS to get in the ring with Hangman Page, who's making his return to pro wrestling. You know, it's on the one hand, we had such a great moment last Wednesday there in Seattle. And you saw firsthand, Steve, when Darby Allen, the hometown hero, won the TNT championship in the main event in his hometown. And what a moving moment. And I think it'll be a very different kind of emotion tonight on TBS for all the fans who could watch tonight. Uh, we have this great fan base there in Seattle. And a lot of you were at the show last week. And if you've never seen it, uh, well, I promise I can't wait to come back to Seattle because you are an amazing wrestling market. You are amazing fans. And for everybody who was there, or if you want to see what all the hype's about, check out the show tonight on TBS. It's on at 8 PM Pacific uh, you might be able to get TBS East even and watch it at 5 p.m. Yeah. live, but it'll be on 8 p.m. Pacific. It's going to be a great event. And uh, following up on the great show we did there in Seattle last week, and then we did another great show Friday in Portland. We do this every Wednesday on TBS, just like tonight. And frankly, one of the scariest things that ever happened to us was when Hangman Page got knocked out uh, in the ring in Cincinnati against John Moxley. Yeah. It was just such a scary, terrible situation for AEW. And it was the last thing any of us ever wanted to see. But uh, Hangman, you know, thankfully he recovered. I mean, it was it was terrifying. We had to cut the ropes off and take Hangman to the hospital. And thankfully he recovered. And it's been a long road back to the ring, but he is going to return to the ring tonight on TBS. And he's looking for payback against the man who put him in the hospital. It is Hangman versus Moxley tonight on Dynamite on TBS. It's one of the biggest matches we've ever had, and I can't wait for that. And then, and you talked about uh, the, the shows in uh, Seattle and also in Portland, and uh, I, I, it's not often that I, I'm sure you get uh, an interview where you're talking to someone who got to be one of the extras and got to be a part of uh, AW Dark last night on Dark. Yours truly was in the ring with uh, Jake Hager. Yep, and thank was- you for getting in there and uh, fighting it out. I appreciate it, and uh, you know, you got in there and to be fair, you know, uh, you know, you got in there and I think people will see, uh, you know, how tough you are, Steve, uh, on AEW YouTube. 
I learned a valuable lesson to not touch a, a man's purple hat. That's for sure. I saw that. Well, you shouldn't mess with a man's hat, Steve. I, I, I think that was a big mistake. You know what? Uh, but and people will see firsthand that you know, Steve, you shouldn't have done that. I mean, I, there was a lot of great people behind the scenes that had nothing but great things to say. I guess I should have asked about the purple hat. That was my bad. Tony, I have to He say, likes that hat. I think he, that there's one thing Jake's made very clear you should know. He likes that hat. Obsessed. Uh, yes. So, so I that do was ha- great. And well, I was going to say, you know, in addition to that, uh, I believe, you know, the, 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 you know, the fans in Seattle last week started out dynamite right. So I just wanted to thank everybody listening who was at the show, just like yourself, uh, because to start a year out, with a great show is really important. And boy, was that one of the best shows we've done? We've done 170 episodes of AEW Dynamite now. And Seattle might have had the best energy ever out of 170. So that's really saying something. And it's a testament to you and everyone in Seattle you know, what passionate fans you are. That's just what I wanted to say. And I really appreciate it. Oh, Tony, it was, it was great to even check like social media and just see outsiders, people who weren't there, people who are not from the Northwest, just talking about, my gosh, this Seattle crowd is crazy and Portland as well. And it's just, I'm, I'm glad that you got to experience that. I think a lot of people don't think about Seattle just because it's kind of tucked away up North and or Portland as well in the Northwest. And then, but man, it is a hotbed for wrestling fans. It's a, a place that is so appreciative that we found out when we first found out that uh, Dynamite was going to be there and then Rampage as well and then and, and the card that you put on and then the moment with Darby Allen and Nick Wayne, of course, and it was just everything about that night was special and you could just see everybody left uh, Seattle and Portland with a huge smile on their face. Just, I mean, just the first thing is like, when are you guys coming back? Like everyone's so excited to have you uh, have AEW make its way back to the Pacific Northwest. Well, that is uh, a testament to the fans that came to the show because they made it such a great experience. I think, uh, you know, to me, the Pacific Northwest is a great home for pro wrestling and, and we're doing more shows on the West coast, including the yep. Pacific Northwest this year. So it's, it's going to be great. And tonight on TBS, I have a feeling for the fans who follow the show on TV week to week, uh, you're going to get one of the best TV shows we've ever done. So I, hopefully we made some new fans last week in Seattle too, checking it out for the first time. And what we want to do is convert them into weekly viewers uh, because, you know, 52 weeks a year, we try to put the best wrestling we can on TBS on Wednesday nights and Fridays on TNT. But of course, tonight, uh, we're going to have a huge one on TBS. And I've been such a fan of what you've been doing since day one and, and enjoying. I always say that that's uh, the, the AW is the wrestling. I always make a point to watch, you know, with a kid. It's kind of crazy to try and find and carve out time. But that's the one where I always want to watch Dynamite. I always want to watch Rampage. And and now having you know having that opportunity to be behind the scenes for for even like just a little bit a cup of coffee of it i have to say tony and i i, I truly believe like in life that you know bad stuff rolls downhill and also good stuff rolls downhill and i could not have a greater experience than i had behind the scenes with everybody that works at AEW from the wrestlers to the behind the scenes people everybody treated all of us extra talent like as if we belonged there we were important and in, in the music world and in radio, we do a lot of stuff with like bands and stuff. And that's not the case. Like sometimes you walk in the back and you feel like you're in the way. And I n- never once felt that way. And it was just such an incredible experience. I, I think I speak for all the extras and all the guys that were here in the Northwest that you have something truly special. And that and everybody that's involved with it is is top notch. Thank you for, for saying that. That means a lot coming from you, somebody uh, that stepped in the ring for us and somebody that supported AEW for years to hear that from you. That means a lot, Steve. So thanks for saying that. I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for uh, being a part of AEW. Now you gave a lot of us that 
never thought we'd ever have an opportunity to be in front of that many people, a chance to feel like, you know, all that hard work was worth it. And it, it, it was a dream come true. I know a lot of us, that's what we couldn't stop talking about how much of it. I know you probably don't have that opportunity to talk to like the guys that are just the local dudes quite often because you're just so busy. But uh, I speak for everyone that you gave us a chance to live out a dream, a fantasy that some of us, including myself mainly, that never thought that could happen. And, and I will forever be thankful of that. And, and just on top of it, even if I didn't even have a match, like after Seattle, I didn't, I didn't wrestle in the Seattle show and, I walked away and my wife was like, how was it? I'm like, it was one of the most fun and incredible experiences. I learned a lot. I had a lot of fun and everybody treated us like we were just rock stars. And, and, and I know you got other interviews to do, but I wanted to make a point to just tell you, thank you for that. And uh, uh, I look forward to the time that you come back within the year uh, for AEW again, because I will definitely be there. Well, I can't wait to see you again, Steve. And it's been great catching up and thanks for having me on. Give me a chance to talk about what we did last Wednesday in Seattle and what we're going to do tonight on TBS and, and every Wednesday on TBS between now and then till the next time I see you there in Seattle. Absolutely. That's and you're always welcome. You're always welcome uh, at the events. Just, you know, let me know if uh, hopefully see you uh, on the road, but then always in Seattle, uh, you know, we love having you compete also. Oh, I would love that. I'd be there in a heartbeat. And again, everybody could watch tonight, 8 PM, or if you could get it at 5 PM here on the West coast, TBS rampage on Fridays, you can check that out on TNT on 10 p.m. And also maybe you want to check out AEW Dark, Dark Elevation. That's on AEW's YouTube channels as well. Uh, Tony Khan, as always, I-, I love chatting with you. And congratulations and-, and-, and keep up the awesome work of bringing great professional wrestling, not only here to the Northwest, but to the entire world. No, I really appreciate it, Steve. Thank you. And see you tonight on TBS, uh, 8 o'clock uh, Pacific on TBS West. Or you could catch the East Coast feed on TBS East at 5. Right on, Tony. Thank you so much. Thank you, Steve.